Canal life. Canal side is an inviting place to be in summertime. The slow, calm movement of water prompts us too to slow down and enjoy the unfolding fronds of water lily leaves, the colourful dragonflies darting about in pairs, and the feathered backsides of ducks tipping as they probe for underwater food. Our canals are one of the few places where our access to nature is unrestricted. And yet, these are not at all natural places. Ireland's canals were only built a little over 200 years ago, constructed as a transport network for the purely functional purpose of moving goods from one side of the country to the other. Private investors contributed much of the money needed for building the network of canals. But only a few decades after the network was completed, the railways took over from the canal boats as an even more efficient way of transporting bulky goods across the country. Investors were left disappointed and broke, but we were left with lots of canals, and wild creatures made use of the investment instead. Frogs, dragonflies, herons and wagtails all moved in on the new real estate opportunities. In the centuries since, more and more species have made themselves at home in and around the canals, finding safe havens amid an increasingly intensively managed countryside. Canal water is generally quite clean, protected from the agricultural runoff and other pollution that most of our rivers now suffer from. So these are places we can come to contemplate the yellow water lilies floating serenely on the surface, roots anchored in the muddy bottom. The gorgeous big round leaf pads use water surface tension and air pockets to float so effortlessly in the water. And beautiful bright yellow flowers emerge on long stalks that lift them just above the water. At the water's edge are the big tall bulrushes with their dark brown sausage-like heads. These heads are made up of hundreds of minute brown flowers. Later in the summer, each tinsy flower turns into a seed with its own tiny parachute to carry it off into the unknown. All these bulrushes and other reeds growing along the water's edge provide thickets where moorhen and mallard find shelter to make their nests. Insects and their larvae are a perfect source of protein that young chicks need to grow. So the wealth of insect life in the canals at this time of year is ideal for rearing young chicks. Swathes of yellow flag iris also thrive in the wet ground by the edges of canals. Its stunning yellow flowers are one of my favorites at this time of year. It too provides habitat to shelter layers of life from aquatic snails and insect larvae to the nectar that its flowers provide for bees, moths and butterflies. So many different habitats here, from the deeper water to the water's edge, from the canal bank to the towpath, where horses once trotted along, pulling barges loaded with coal, turf, potatoes and beer. A little further back are often lines of willow and ash. It is this diversity of habitats, each filled with a huge variety of plants, insects and other animals, each adapted to a particular niche, 
that make canals such a valuable wildlife habitat today. Interlocking food chains make up the complex communities that feed and shelter each other. Butterflies such as the common blue, brimstone and meadow brown are assured a good supply of nectar to fuel their flight and suitable plants to lay their eggs on. Moths are well catered for too. Solitary bees and bumblebees are provided with nesting sites and a steady source of nectar and pollen. Dragonflies and damselflies like the slow-moving canal waters, where their nymphs spend months in the mud, feasting on insects, worms and even tadpoles, before clambering out of the water onto a nice sturdy green leaf. In their first ever experience of being out in the open air, dragonflies and damselflies make their final metamorphosis to become the beautiful, brightly coloured winged creatures that we love and admire. All along the canal towpaths, grass is left to grow, mingling with wildflowers who enjoy the reprieve from our overzealous management elsewhere. Tall purple heads of devil's bit scabious and knapweed grow, loved by butterflies and hoverflies. Meadowsweet paints a hazy white of its bursts of tiny flowers, sweetly scenting in an appeal for tiny pollinators. At dusk, bats emerge from roosting sites nearby, swooping low along the water to catch the many midges and other flying insects that live here in such abundance. Grey wagtails too are feasting on the insect life always consistent in how they wag their long tails and choose their nesting place. Grey wagtails always nest right above the fast-flowing water by the lock gates, tucked away in a crevice in the stonework of a bridge or embankments by the gates. Right now, like most of our native nesting birds, they're gathering insects for feeding to their brood of hungry chicks, which they keep always just above the running water. Canals are so full of life, a perfect medley of habitat types, each layering up to meet the particular needs of hundreds of different species. It's a wonder that they were built by human hand, and only 200 years ago, with no particular intentions towards wildlife. Just imagine what we could do if we were actually trying. <laughs>